Good morning, Gutvach, Shavua Tov. We're continuing the Shir and Likut Halachas, Yoradea, Chelek Aleph. Hilchas lo yilbash gever simlasisho, Halacha Gimel. We dedicate the learning today for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Yerachmiel Yisrael Doiv ben Frumit Nechama, Michoel Yaakov ben Idis, Idis Basmarim Brindel, Gershin Chanoi Chenech ben Rochel, Yehudis Baschana, Chaya Brocha Basperl, Menachem ben Rishabasha, Yaakov Yeshu ben Freindel Rechel, Shlom Anissim ben Mazel, Avram Dovi ben Chana, Hindachasa Baschana, Sorgitl Baschana Riva, Gitgenendel Basipoira, Gavriela Sora Bastalia Rivka, Esther of Kalea Basmalka, David Lei ben Shena, Boruch Mordechai ben Tali, Avigail Brocha Bashirat Voira, Shirat Voira Basmiriam, Elio Yeshua ben Rochel, Tuvitzvi ben Chaya Aliza, Eitan Yoel ben Edna, Asa ben Yehudis, Rivka Chana Basheshana, Yusbehendel Basketleia, Sorocho Basyusbendel, Avigalona Basyusbendel, Sorabuleia Baschavaliba, <coughs> this halacha is based on chapter 29 in Likutim Aran, which is one of the main Torahs where Rabbein Ezzel speaks about the topic of Tikkun Abris. Based on the chapter in Likutim Aran that begins with the Gemara, where it speaks about the debate between Rabbi Yeshua ben Hananya and the wise men of Athens, and, and they asked him, a person who wants to marry a woman, and then the story continues. Ayin Shom Balikutim Aran, Simen Choftes. Mavoyer Shom, Rabbi Nezal explains over there, Shehapigodim heim bechinas tikkun abris, that our clothing are an aspect of tikkun abris. We know that a woman, we recognize whether she's tohar or tome by a stain, a certain type of stain on the garments. Shehu Klolius Hagidin, because the, the, the concept of Tikkun Abris, the organ of Tikkun Abris, is referred to as Klolius Hagidin. It's a composite of all the Gidin in the body. Vizel Bechinas Begodim, and we know the Hebrew word for clothing is Begodim, Bechinas, and there's a posuk, Bechol Eis Yu Begodecho Levonim. At all times, your clothing should be white meaning it shouldn't have any stains on it, any blood stains. Damnido. And Rabbeinus, the Gemara says, Begidecho. B'chole you Begidecho Levonim. Your Gidim. And again, referring to the Gid. Alkein his hero Torah, Shaloyil Bashgever Simlasisha, Vechein Lehebech. And it's for this reason that the Torah warns us that a man shouldn't wear woman's clothing and vice versa, because this is something that Hashem considers disgusting, despicable. Because when a man is wearing women's clothing or the opposite, that is literally pigama bris. That is literally a form of niuf. Because Rabbi Nezal shows there in the Kutimran that the clothing themselves are a display of Tikkun Abris or Pegam Abris. 
this t- the term begodim begidim ki ikar pegam abris hu pegam hadas kayadua because the the essence of pegam abris is a pegam in das the the seed the zera originates in the brain vahabegodim nimshochem in hadas and the clothing of a person also draws from das kihein bechinas makifen shel hadas because we've learned previously that when we speak about das seichel, there's the, the das inside a person's brain, and there's the das that, that's outside a person's head. It's a makif. It's like a halo surrounding the head. Clothing are a form of a makif. It's a makif that encircles the person. mamish. And when a person is doing something wrong regarding their clothing, they are actually being pagan in their das also, shehu pegama bris, which is a, a form of pegama bris. Now, as Rav Nosan Zal showing us here, a person is like, what's the big deal? It's just clothing. I'm not doing anything. And the person doesn't know. The person has no idea how, on a spiritual level, where everything ties in that the clothing is a very significant aspect of a person. We know that until Odom and Chave ate from the Eitz Hadas, they didn't require clothing. They had big day oil, garments of light, it says, oil with an aleph. And once they ate from the Eitz Hadas, which means that they were infected with the wrong advice that came from the snake, now there was a whole new requirement. They were, they were ashamed, embarrassed, and they required actual clothing. And this is also tied into what the Gemara says in Nazir, Hamavir Seor that if a man shaves or cuts off the hair under the armpits, Oiver Mishum That's also a violation of dressing like a woman, conducting oneself like a woman. Because the hair the hair of the head and the hair of the body are moisroys from the moichen. They are an extension of the brain. And they are also something that clothe the person. The hair is like a garment on the body. As Rabbi Nizal touches on this at the end of chapter 29 of Likud Imran, when he quotes the Pasuk in Daniel, Levushe, it talks about a vision of Hashem, Kaviochel, and it says, Levushe, Kitlag Chiva, his clothing was like white snow, and the hair of his head was white like wool. So the Pasuk puts both of these together, the Levush, the garment, and the hair, that these two, go, these two are, are connected to each other. So the hair is a levush. The sarais are levush. And again, it's an extension of the moichen. V'yalkein, and therefore, basfira, during the days of sfira soimer, she'oz tzrichen letaher atzmon midam midois, when we're counting seven weeks, just like a woman who is nida counts seven days of purification, the Zohar Kodesh brings that the seven weeks of the sfira are a purification period that we, Klal Yisrael, are going through to prepare for the wedding night. When is the wedding night? The night of Shavuos. 
when Kaviochel Hashem and Klal Yisrael are wedded together, the marriage contract, the Ksuba, is the Torah. So therefore, on, during the Yemei Hasfira, when we need to purify ourselves from Dam Nidus, Shehu Zuamas Mitzrayim, which is the Tumah of Egypt, Al-Kain Oz Osur Hasarois. That's why during the Yemei Hasfira, we're not allowed to cut the hair. Ki Hasarois, Hein Bechinas, Sheva, Machlofois, Roishoi, Hanemar Beshimshoim, Shehoyo Nazir Alikim. Because our hair, the Torah refers to hair when it speaks about Shimshon Hagibur, who had to let his hair grow. It speaks about Sheva Machlofois Roishoi, the seven parts of the hair of his head. And, and Shimshon was a Nazir Likim. By him, his hair was Koidish. The hair was, was a, the physical source of his strength. Shehem Bechinas Sheva Midois Hachulfin Voivrim Voivrim Bemachshova Sheva Moyach. These seven machlefois roishoi, machlefois means change or exchange. These represent the seven midos, which, which are reflected in the thoughts that go through a person's mind. Chasodim, gevurois, netzah, choyd, yesoid, all of these different midos. Ubasfira, onutzrichen, lispor, sheva shabosois. During the days of sfira, we have to count seven Shabbases, seven weeks, Shehim Bechinas Sheva Midois, which correspond to the seven Midois of Hashem, Lezakech Uletaheres Hamidois. And what we're trying to do is to purify these Midois, because we know that it's possible for Tumor, it's possible for the Sultan to attach himself to these Midois. Shaydeze Metaharen Atzmon Veshabegodim. And by going through these, this period of Sfira Soimer and doing the right thing, doing tshuva during that period of time, we purify ourselves and our clothing from this Dam Nidois, which is mentioned, which is spoken about in chapter 29 in the Kutimran, Ayin Shom. The Oz, and then during that period of Sfira Soimer, because of the fact that Sfira Soimer begins when we left Mitzrayim on the second night of Pesach. So we're trying to purify ourselves from the Tumah of Mitzrayim. When a person starts trying to purify themselves, then all types of Dinim try to battle the person. Because the Zohar Kodesh tells us everything gets refined and purified in the brain, in the Das. And when a person is trying to correct and purify the Das, the Klippos know that this is a major battle. Therefore, during that period of time, we have to watch the hair and not cut it off. So that the hair should draw out all the tumor in the brain, all the moisturis in the brain. So that there shouldn't remain any waste matter, any tumor in, inside of the brain. 
because during this period of Sphira Saimer, we're trying to purify the brain. The Oz Misoyorin Shimre Hamoyach, Lalo Sel Hamoyach. And what happens is, Rabbein Azal gives a moshal for this in Sichai Saran, in Rabbi Nachman's wisdom, that you have a cup that has water in it, but it also has mud. There was mud or some kind of a dirt in it. What happens is, if you leave that cup still, usually the mud drops to the bottom. It, it lies flat on the bottom of the cup. And you look at the cup, you look at the liquid in the cup, it looks perfect, it looks clear. It looks like clean liquid but you don't realize there's junk on bottom of the cup that has dropped down to the bottom. Now, when you put that cup on the fire, when you start cooking it, what happens? The junk starts coming up to the top. And Rabbi Nezal says this refers to a person in the tshuva process. Sometimes a person looks at themselves, I'm not that bad, I'm a, I'm a regular guy. I don't do terrible things, I don't have, you know, but the person doesn't know that there's mud inside of them, but it's just settled to the bottom because they don't stir it up. When that person decides to do tshuva, that person decides to come close to Hashem, they're going on to the fire. They're connecting to the fire of Torah, the fire of mitzvahs. And what happens is that mud starts rising up to the top, and suddenly the person feels themselves experiencing bad thoughts and all kinds of negative things, and the person's wondering, I don't get it. Before, when I wasn't trying to be better, everything was calm in my life, everything was quiet. Now I'm trying to be more religious and I'm being attacked by all of these things, and they don't realize that this is what's happening. And Rabbi Nezal says, as long as there's somebody there to scoop off the dirt as it rises to the top, then the person will be cleansed, really be cleansed, not fake clean where it, the, the liquid looks clean, but he doesn't realize there's mud on the bottom. So here, Rav Nosenzal is telling us that during this period of Sfirah Salimah, we're going through this cleansing process. And in doing this, we want to get rid of the moisturize in the brain. How does it come out? It comes out via the hair. And that's why it's important during that period of time not to cut the hair. hasarois. And therefore, we need the hair, so that the hair should draw out the excesses, the waste matter in the brain, so that there should not remain any moisturize inside of a person's head. And this will also explain why a nausea is not allowed to cut their hair. How does a person become a Nazir to start with? Because the Gemara tells us in the beginning of Mesechta Nazir, Ki haroya soita bekilkulo yazir The Gemara says if you look in the Chumash, in Parshas Balois, I believe, the Parsha of Nazir is written right after the Parsha of Soita. Soita is a woman who misbehaved. She was associating a married woman who was associating with another man. And her husband warned her several times that you're being, I, it, this is not a healthy relationship. I don't want to see, I don't want you to be talking to that man. And she continues, and then they actually go into a secluded place for a period of time where it was possible that they committed a sin. And the husband, the husband suspects her 
of having committed a sin, and he brings her to the Koyim, and she goes through that whole process of Saita. So the Gemara says that the reason why the Parsha of Nazir is written right after that is because if a Jew witnesses this type of thing, this will encourage him to be a Nazir, to want to be an ascetic, to want to stay away from wine, because wine and alcoholic beverages are one of the main things that open the gate wide for this type of sin, for men and women misbehaving, chas v'shon. Nimtza, so we see based on this Gemara, she'ikar hanazirus bo bishvil tikin abris, that the main reason why a person would take on this vow of nazirus is for the sake of tikin abris, because the person witnessed a terrible situation of, of potential pigama bris. Shehu tikan adas, which is also a tikan for the das of the person. And therefore a nazir has to be careful not to cut his hair. So that the hair should be able to draw out any of the moisrois in the brain. And this is exactly the same reason why we don't take a haircut during the days of Sphira. Because remember, when do we start counting Sphira? On the second day of Pesach, which is when the Korban Oimer of barley was brought in the Beis Hamikdosh, the Oimer Soirin. This Oimer was an unusual Mincha. There are only two, there are many different types of Korban Mincha. There are only two Minchas that are brought from barley. One is this Oimer that's brought on the second day of Pesach. And number two is Shehu Mechinas Minchas Kenois Shel Bedikas Hasoito. A Soito, when she came to the Beis Hamikdash, Part of the procedure was that she had to bring a korban mincha of barley. <coughs> and this will help determine if she did not commit any sin with that man, and then she's allowed to go back to her husband. As the Zohar Kodesh expounds on this, that that mincha soirim that the soita brings makes her, purifies her for her husband if she did not commit any sin. And we, the entire Jewish nation, start this process of Sfira Soimer, of purifying ourselves for the wedding night with Hashem on Shavuos by bringing this Mincha Soimer, bringing the same Korb Mincha of barley. And the Zohar Kodesh says, Ubahai Minchas Kenois is Chabras Eishes Chayel Bebalo. Through this mincha, this oimer soirim that Klal Yisrael brings on that second day of Pesach, through this, the Eishes Chayel, which is Klal Yisrael, becomes, is able to become attached to our husband, Tashem Kaviyochel. V'yalkein, and therefore, b'mei hasfira, she'soifrim lahakrova soimer soirim. And therefore, during these 49 days which we count, from the starting point, from when that Mincha Soimer was brought, and we actually say it, the person would say, like, I don't understand, what does that have to do with anything? Hayoim Shnei Yomim, Hayoim Shloisha, why do we have to repeat every day, Lo Oimer, or Bo Oimer, what, what, what does that have to do? The answer is you don't understand. That explains what's taking place here. 
שהוא מנח, לקרוא לסוימר סוירים שהוא מנחס כנויס. We're saying that we, this process was started when we brought this oimer soirim, which this, this corp mincha, which is brought when a man expresses jealousy, a healthy jealousy, about his wife. He doesn't want her associating with other men. That's this minchas kenois. And therefore, every man has to be careful not to cut their hair during the Emea Sfira, just like a nozir. Because the process of Nazirus is initiated when a man sees a woman going through this soita process, and Klal Yisrael is going through this same purification that a soita goes through when she brings that mincha. The entire Klal Yisrael is going through that purification starting from the second day of Pesach when we bring that mincha of barley and then counting the seven weeks of purification. Exactly. It's no, it's no surprise that we're learning this specifically now. Today is the first day of Shoivovim, meaning today is Sunday, and this week, this Shabbos, we're going to be reading Parsha Shemois, which is the beginning of six weeks, which define Klal Yisrael going down to Mitzrayim, not just going down, but the starting of the slavery, the enslavement, and the struggle, the difficulty, the tikkun for the pegam of Odom Arishan, for the pegam of Eitz Adas, for the Pegama Bris that Odomarishan committed during those 130 years when he separated from Chava. He was doing it as a form of tshuva for the Eitz Adas, but it's brought that during those 130 years there were Shaitan and Ruchais that caused Odomarishan to experience Pegama Bris, Rahman al And the Klal Yisrael going through the 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 slavery and the enslavement and the struggle, the avoid kosher that we went through during those 210 years in Mitzrayim was a purification process. And it's brought that during these six weeks, a Jew is supposed to try to focus a little bit more on this topic of Tikkun Abris. There are many shuls and yeshivas where they learn Hilchas Nida, they review the laws of Nida, of a pure relationship between husband and wife, during this period of Shavavim. And we're going to turn the page soon. The next halacha here is Hilchas Nida. We're going into Hilchas Nida and Likut Halachas. And this halacha we're learning right now is, is an incredible introduction to that. So here the question is this. So maybe, it's, maybe we shouldn't take haircuts during Shavavim. The answer is we don't make the rules and we don't make the rules based on our seicha. The Torah, the, it's, it's Hashem. And the tzaddikim who possess the wisdom of Hashem, they know exactly when and how to apply this, you know, to us. We don't add additional things on our own, you know, additional requirements on our own. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know if a woman is not allowed to take a haircut during Sphira. I'm not sure. It might apply only to men. I'll try to check on that. V'yalkein, and now Rav Nosenzal continues, V'yalkein, machmas shehaseor shel beis hashechi, shehem sarei shebeguf. Based on what we're learning here, 
because of the fact that the hair of the underarms, which is bodily hair, it's not hair of the head, it's bodily hair. Sheleshom nimshach ikar hamoisrois shel hamoyach. When, when this waste matter comes out of the brain and comes out to the hairs that are on the head at first, it, it goes down, it goes down to the hairs of the body. Ki hamoyach mispasheit Because the brain extends throughout the body. Those that learn biology, they study the different systems in the body. They study the nervous system. And the nervous system is the brain the spinal cord, and all the nerves that continue throughout the whole body, going all the way down to a person's toes. When somebody steps on my toe and I say, ouch, the toe is saying ouch? No, the toe has a wire in it that goes all the way back up to the brain. And the toe sends a message to the brain that somebody is stepping on the toe, and the brain sends down a message to to experience pain, to pull the foot out of there. And therefore, specifically, by the underarms or by the area of the bris, the beiso which is where a person sweats, that's where a person usually experiences sweat, those are parts of the body where you have the main moisturizer, the main excesses. Sweat is a form of an excess, the body spitting out the poisons in the body. That's why a person is supposed to wash off the sweat. Alkain osur lahashchisam. That's why we're not allowed to cut, a man is not allowed to cut that hair off. Kedei sholo yizgaber Because if the person removes those hairs, then the moisturizers can't leave through the channels they're supposed to leave, then chas these moisturizers will become stronger inside of the brain. Shezel b'chinas pigama bris, shu pigama das, which will cause these, these problems. V'yalkein oivar And this is why if a man does this, he's, he's violating this law in the Torah of dressing like a woman. Because the Torah stresses this issue of, of men and women dressing differently is, is specifically for the sake of Shmira Sabris, Shehi Shmira Hadas, which is the protection for the brain. Rav Nosanzal doesn't explain, remember, explains so clearly here. He's assuming that you're familiar with Torah Choftes and the Kutimran. There, Rabbein Azal elaborates more on the connection between Tikkun Abris and the Moyach. We've mentioned Tikkun Adas. We've mentioned many times the Zohar Kodesh says, Siluka de Yesoida ad Abba Ve'ima. That the, effect, the effects of the Midah of Yesoid of Tikkun Abris reach up to Abba and Ima, which are the brain. There's a very strong, powerful connection between the, the Das and, and Tikkun Abris. We know that the whole concept of Pegama Bris starts in, with Hirhurim Roim, Machshovais Roys, that kind of thing, the wrong kind of thoughts, Chas And again, Pegama Bris, the seed, the Zera, originates in the brain. So there's a very, very strong, powerful connection between these two. Good morning, can I just clarify yes. something? The 
during the spirit period we don't cut our hair in order to let the moisture drain out correct and then afterwards we can cut our hair yes. I mean again this is human logic but but those other places the loins and the underarm are also where the moisture is coming out surely there should be some cooper where that excess should be cut out because it's always coming out in those places I mean it, yeah, the answer is you said it. That's using human logic. <clears throat> but here we're talking about divine wisdom. We're talking about Hashem's wisdom. And one of the most important introductions in the Sifrei Kabbalah, if you read the introduction to the Zohar Kodesh, to the writings of the Arizal, there's an incredible warning there that be extremely careful when learning these forum not to apply your own logic. Because things here don't necessarily operate are not, not, not things here are not operating on a wavelength of you, human logic. This is divine wisdom, which in some cases defies logic completely. It's completely the opposite of what you would think. And if you recall, in our learning of Likut Yaruchas, we've come across cases like that, where we learn things where logically you would have thought X. And Rav Nelson Zal explained, and this is why Badafka it's why. This is why Badafka it's the opposite of that. So this is something here again. Hashem defines what yes, what not. We're cutting the hair, we're not cutting which hair is cut, the hair on the head. And we had so many halachas explaining the difference between the hair on the head and the payas and the beard. What do you mean? It's all one head. It's, it's, it's all hair on the head. What, what's the difference? And again, you go around the world today, millions of people who are doing all kinds of different people who are growing the hair of the entire head long, people who are shaving everything off, all kinds of variety and variations because they don't know, they haven't heard from Hashem how Hashem defines the difference between the hair over here versus the hair over here versus the, that it's completely different. The payas and the beard we showed were exact opposites. Peya is bigamatri elikim, peya is dinim, and the beard is chasodim, the highest level chasodim. So we cannot apply logic in these cases, usually, usually. You know, it doesn't mean just turn off your brain completely. It means you can think, but then you have to see, what does Hashem say? What does the Zohar Kodesh say? What do they say? Because they're the ones who know the real definition of exactly what yes, what not. And, and, and it, it can't. You know, it's dangerous, extremely dangerous to apply, you know, our own logic here. Thank you, Just like how we have throughout the Kutalachas, Rav Nosal speaks about chametz and matzah maybe a hundred times. And chametz, the Zohar Kodesh says, in the Torah it says machmetzes, machmetzes. The word machmetzes has the word chametz in the middle and the letters mem tov on the outside. Chametz is... is the Zohar Kodesh says, Tamon Chometz, Tamon Mace. That Chometz is Mace, it's Sitra Achra, it's Malach Amovis. person would say, then forget it. I don't, uh, just for Pesach. I, I don't need it all year. Who needs, who needs to have any connection with Mace all year around? But Rav Nosanzal explains in many places that again, Hashem who created the world and designed the world and everything in it, Hashem says that if during these seven days, these eight days, in Chutzlar it's eight days, you know, a person keeps away from Chametz, they've accomplished this Tikkun Beshlemus. And there is no need whatsoever to continue that during the rest of the year. And if a person does, he's playing with fire. There could be an Isra of Baal Toysef. The Torah warns, 
don't add or subtract to the formula that Hashem defines. The, the Torah is a prescription for life. A doctor gives a prescription, and the person says, I'm just going to add a little more of this. I'm going to take away a little bit of that. And then and they wonder, why isn't it well? What, what's the big deal? I thought this makes it sweeter. I wanted a little bit more sweets. I added a little more sweetener. It's, it's a problem? Yes, it's a big problem. It's a big problem. Because everything here, you know, everything is very exact in the Torah and in life. And a person needs to know not to take it into our hands, chas v'shon, to modify. It, it says by Yaakov and Esau, when Yitzchok Avinu first gave the brachos to Yaakov Avinu, and then Esau came in crying, and, 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 and Yitzchok Avinu ended up giving him a bracha, it says there, v'hoyo kasher torid, that if the Jews will ever go down, if they ever drop down away from the Torah, then you can remove their yoke from you. In other words, you, are, you have to be it's servitude of the Jewish people. Esav Edom are supposed to serve the Jewish people. But if, if the Jews will remove their yoke of religion, if they'll stop being religious, stop, you know, then... Then you can remove that yoke of servitude from you. So one of the Mephoshim writes, the word Torid is Tofresh Yud Dalid. There's 613 mitzvahs in the Torah. If somebody adds a 614, bingo, they're out. They've destroyed the whole picture. That's how delicate this is in learning Torah, learning halacha, knowing what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad, and, and studying it very carefully and not applying our logic on our own, you know, to add or subtract from the Torah in any way. A question in the chat that why shouldn't a woman have a way to remove the excesses of the brain? We've mentioned in the past that the das of a man and the das of a woman are very different. And therefore, there are certain tikkunim that are needed for a man and different tikkunim needed for a woman. By a woman, there's a difference between a single a woman before she's married, a woman who's not married versus a woman who is married in terms of the requirement to cover her hair. By a woman, she's supposed to cover all of her hair. And by a man, a man wears a yarmulke, it doesn't have to cover every part of the hair. It's, it's, men and women are two different categories. And again, Hashem defines how each one is, is supposed to work, how each one is supposed to operate. Now, Rav Nosson Zal is here. Hilchas lo yilvash gever halacha dalid nechleles behilchas giluach halacha dalid. We had a discussion two, three pages ago in Hilchas giluach which cover this topic of man and woman wearing each other's clothing. That's the fourth discussion. And halacha hey, the fifth discussion, the fifth explanation of this topic as to why men and women aren't allowed to wear each other's clothing appeared way earlier in Hilchis Rubis halacha hey. Over there, Rab Nosazal had discussed this topic. Baruch Hashem. Now we go on to Hilchais Mida, Halacha Aleph. Alpi Mashemavur Bamaimar Mishra de Sakina, Hana. 
This again is based on chapter 30 in Likud Imran, which we've spoken about recently several times. Hanal Behilchas Giluach Halacha Aleph. We had this earlier in the first Halacha of Hilchas Giluach. Shelefaomim Hamalchus Noifeles Venase Hisgabrus for Arba Malchis Chasvishon. Sheklulim Bamalchus Samolik. There are t- Rabbi Nezal explains there that there are times that the Malchus of Kedusha falls and it falls into the domain of the Sitrachra and then the four kingdoms of the Sitrachra become very powerful of which the leader the, and the one who is a composite of all of them is Amolek. V'tzorech lekatzra u'lechot chamisham and our mission is to cut to sever that connection between the Malchus of Kedusha and those Malchus of the Sitrachra and to elevate the Malchus of Kedusha, to bring it back upstairs, El Oyer HaPonim, to connect it to the Oyer HaPonim HaMeir B'Sholosh Regolim, which shines especially on the three holidays, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, Shehem Bechinas Bina Libo. These holidays are associated with the sphere of Bina. We know that when the Torah introduces the topic of the holidays, it says, Ele moyade Hashem, asher tikru These are the holidays of Hashem which you should declare at their appointed time. The Zohar Kodesh says the first letters of Ele moyade Hashem are Aleph Mem Yud. I'm saying Hashem, it's Yud Kevavke. Aleph Mem Yud is Imi, my mother that the Yom Toivim are correspond to the sphere of Bina, which is the mother, which is the heart. There are many psukim to show that the heart is Bina. <coughs> and Rabbi Nezal says there that the Yom Toivim are the heart of the year. They're actually the heart of the year. How do we cut the Malchus of Kedusha, away from the Malchus of the Sitrachra, Hialidei Chesed. It's through the Midah of Chesed. Rabbi Nezal quotes a Pasuk there, V'ziru lochem l'tzdaka, v'kitzru l'fi chesed. The cutting is accomplished through Chesed. Because remember, Malchus is the lowest one on the chain of the seven spheroids that are aset. Chesed, Gvura, Teferes, Netzach, Hoi, Malchus. Now, when the Malchus of Kedusha falls, when it drops down into the domain of the Sitrachra, we need to pull it back up. We need that light coming from Chesed, from on top, to pull it back up. And Rabbi Nezal there explains that one of the ways that we reveal this Chesed is through rebuke. Toichacha. Bebchinas, Yehelmeni Tzadik Chesed, the tzaddik will, will bestow upon me chesed and, and rebuke me, reprimand me. The connection that, that the toichocha is a form of chesed. Remember, there's a posuk, one whom Hashem loves, Hashem reprimands. If you don't love a person, if you don't care about them, so you see them doing something wrong, what do I care? If you love somebody and you see them doing something wrong, you see them making a mistake, you want to correct them. You don't want, to, you don't want them to continue making the mistake.
Rav Nelson Zal says now, Nimtza, based on this, we conclude, She'ikr kilkul b'china samalchus chasashon hu kishe'en toichacha that one of the major factors that will allow the malchus to become damaged is when there is no toichacha. Ki oz ein hachesed mezgale, because then the chesed is not being revealed. Vazai ein yecholim lechotchol avdilo mino arba malchus And then we're not able to cut and separate the malchus of Kedusha from the four kingdoms of the Sidrachra. I'll take a look over there in chapter 30 in the Kudimran. And then when these four kingdoms of the Sitra draw from the Malchus of Kedusha, then this Malchus is, becomes Tomei. It experiences this concept of Dam Nida. Because that's where the Sitrachra, that's where these forces of Tuma draw from. They draw from, from Tuma. Because Rabbein Azal tells us over there that if you want to know who represents all four of those kingdoms of the Sitrachra rolled up in one, it's Amolek. He is the descendant of Esav, a grandchild of Esav. Shemikro Admoini, and Esav is called the Red One, Machmas Shehu Dam, because he's full of this blood, this Tomei blood. Ki Esav Hoyoshoyev Kol Hadam Nidois Bebetanimoi, Kamuva. The Medrash tells us that when a woman is pregnant, the blood gathers inside of her. And the Medrash says that Esav drew to himself all of the Tomei blood, all of the Damidois from Rivka, while he was inside. That's, that's where he got his redness from. And this is why Rabbein Zal tells us in a different chapter, in chapter 22, in Mikutimran, <coughs> Rabbeinu Zalveh speaks about Chosam. Chosam means a seal of Kedusha. We know that the bris, when a child has a bris mila, that's called a Chosam. Chosam be bris kodesh, it says. That's the seal of Hashem, the seal of holiness and purity being imprinted on a Jew, the bris mila. That's called a Chosam of Kedusha. And Rabbeinu Zalveh quotes from the from the, from the Arizal, I believe, that Chosam is bigimatrian Midas, that in Kedusha it's Chosam, and the opposite of that is Dam Midas. The Torah says the term Midas Devoisa, this term Midas. And, and there Rabbi Nezal speaks about the Chosam of the Raglin and the Chosam of the Yodin, that there are two types of seals in a person. So Rav Nosanzal says, we see over there, Rav Nosanzal says, the Chosam Horaglin refers to the rabbis. The rabbis are called the feet of Klal Yisrael, and they're the ones who go to Klal Yisrael to rebuke them. In the olden days, you used to have these Magidin who would travel around to different cities to give Toichocha to Klal Yisrael. So over there in Likutimran, Rav Nosanzal refers to these these moichichim as the raglin, the feet. They are this choysam horaglin, which is also because, again, they give this toichocha.
iker binyan hamalchus hualidei bechinas haraglin kayadua, because the Arizal explains that the main part of the body that builds up the malchus is the feet, the legs, as is known. Because we know that it's brought that these three, the legs, correspond to the midos of Netzach and Hoid. Netzach, Hoid, and Yesoid, the mid of Yesoid. It's brought that the first letters of Netzach, Hoid, Yesoid, Nun, Hey, Yud, is Bigimatria Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud which is Malchus, Odon, Odon means Malchus, ruler. Aleph Dalet Nun Yud is the name of Hashem for Malchus. So the Malchus is supported. Its main binyan comes from these spheroids of Netzach, Hoi, which are the closest ones to it, which, which are the Radlin, which are these Moichichen, as Rabbi Nezal explains in chapter 22 in the Kudurah. Ki ha-Moichichen bechinas Radlin, kemuva bedivra Rabbeinu Shon, ayin Shon. Because again, Rabbi Nezal in chapter 22 in the Kutimran shows that the Moichichen of Klal Yisrael, they are called the feet, the feet of Klal Yisrael. There's a Pasuk uh, where, where I believe Yisrael said, V'chol ha'om asher beraglecha, and this entire nation which is at your feet, referring to Moish Rabbeinu. And Rashi quotes the Gemara which says, Ha'holchim achar atzoscha, they follow your advice. The feet are called halacha, halacha, walking, going, direction, what direction to take. And again, toichacha, when does a person give toichacha? When they see somebody going in the wrong direction. Stop, you're going the wrong way, turn around. That's the whole concept of toichacha that's associated with the raglin, the raglin, the moichichin. Any questions, please? Now, when this flow of Dam Nida stops, the woman has to count seven pure days during which she does not see any blood. And then she completes her purification by toiling in a mikvah. This is tied into what the Gemara says. When a person wants to become pure, Hashem helps that person. How does He help the person? They tell the person, wait, slowly. Because although this woman has stopped seeing blood, there is no longer a flow of blood, there aren't even any stains coming out anymore, the and therefore, the Sidra is not drawing from her in such a strong way. Still, she's not ready yet to return to her place, to unite with her husband. She has to wait and count seven pure days. Because after a person starts the tshuva process, where the person says, no more, I'm not going to do these bad things anymore. Dahainu azivas hachet, which means the person makes a decision to leave the sin. Bechinas hafsokas hadam nidos, that corresponds to the woman stopping 
to have that flow of blood, or any blood stains even, the person, the Balchuva, cannot yet immediately come close to Hashem. The person has to go through a purification, a whitening, and, and be able to go several days to guard themselves from doing sins for several days. And by doing this, the person will remove from themselves completely the sitrachra, the tumor, which was attached to them, and it'll leave the person completely. And at that point, the woman is prepared for, she's ready for complete purity. And the Balchuva is ready to go back to his real place, which is to, be, to connect with Hashem fully. Now, Rav Nosanzal mentions a very, very important point. When a person first decides they want to come close to Hashem, first Hashem pushes the person away a little. Don't get that close. Don't come close. When Hashem, at Har Sinai, when Hashem was giving the Torah, what did he tell Moshe Rabbeinu? Go tell Klai Yisrael, stay back. Stay back. Don't you dare try to approach. The beginning of his karvus is hisrachkus. The Gemara says, Smoil doiche yemin mekarev. First the left hand pushes away, the weaker hand pushes away, and the right hand brings close. Note the order. V'tzorech lizboel tsar shel elu ha'isurin shel ha'israchkus sh'tzorech l'kabel olav b'tchila sa'tshuva. And a person has to experience the pain of, of this feeling of rejection, of this feeling distant, which a person has to accept in the beginning of the tshuva process. This is the concept of a person receiving and accepting rebuke, which sometimes comes in the form, it's, it's insulting, the person feels insulted by it. That the person is being rebuked and reprimanded and punished with insults and, and rejection. And in this rebuke and reprimand is revealed a kindness. As Rabbi Nazal shows over there in the Kutimaran. Musar Hashem Beni Al Timos. My son, don't reject, don't despise Musr when I'm giving you Musr, when I'm giving you rebuke. Don't, don't, take it, don't stab, don't push away the rebuke. Because it's one who Hashem loves that he reprimands. Because this and this suffering is a form of love which is a kindness which is cloaked in this and this is why it's seven days of purity because that's where this mid of chesed is cloaked 
And the Zohar Kodesh tells us that Chesed is a composite of all seven Midois of Chesed through Malchus. As the Zohar Kodesh says, Ki Chesed hu yoyma im kula yoymen. Chesed is a day which travels, which goes with all the days. We know that there are se- Hashem created seven days, the Shiva Yemei Bereshis, the seven days. The seven days of creation correspond to the seven spheroids. The Zohar Kodesh tells us you should know that Chesed goes with all seven. Chesed is not a totally separate thing, it goes with all seven. We see this in the Pasuk, Yoimom Yitzave Hashem Chazdoi. Yoimom, days Hashem commands Chesed. The Zohar it should have said, Yoim Yitzave Hashem Chazdoi. No, Chesed is Yoimom. Chesed, it's Yoimo, the Ozel and Kula Yoimen. Chesed is a day that goes with all seven days. And by a woman going through these seven days of purity, when she's still distant from her husband, which is a display of Toychacha, rebuke, distance, smile doiche, Shom Mizgala HaChesed. In that is revealed a chesed shekolul mishiva, which is a composite of all seven spheroids, all seven days. And through this, the woman gets cut off and separated completely from the sitrachra. Shehim bechinas ha'arba malchios, which are these four kingdoms. She'achizosam bebechinas ha'shiva midos where they have the ability to attach themselves to these seven midos, she'im b'chinas yomim, which are referred to as days, she'shom achizas ha-sitrachra, that's where the sitrachra is attached, the sitrachra is attached to the seven lower spheroids, which are called yomim, days, she'hu b'chinas yemei ra, that's why there's a Pasuk in Kohelis where it speaks about yemei toiv and yemei ra, there are days that the Sidrachra is able to attach itself to the days. Whereas once you rise above the seven days, you go into Bina and Chachma there, there the Sidrachra does not have any hold. There you're entering into the domain of Kulay Toiv. This world is the Shiva Yemei Bereshis. Hashem, let us be zoichet to the yoim that's all toiv. When is that? When we get out of this world, out of, these se- out of the seven. We go up into the eighth. Any questions, please? Some of this is not easy, especially if a person is not familiar with some of the terminology. But the more we learn, the more familiar we become with the terminology, and you see that everything really fits perfectly. Question, why during Shavavim it seems that most Ashkenazi Rabbeim seem to reteach the laws of Nida? Because again, the laws of Nida apply to both men and women, but the men need to know. The men, the, we are the ones who need to know this the most in terms of what our requirements are related to this. And regarding fasting and breaking ourselves, 
or revealing the secrets of what to do to repair and even pre- prevent Zeral Ratolo? The answer is number one, the Balshentoiv and especially Rabbeinazal saw that later generations, that from the 1700s on, were not in the same position of as strong as during the time of the 1500s, during the time of the Arizal and before that, when Sadiqim were on a level, people were on a level to take on fasts, 84, all kinds of fasts, and, and breaking ourselves. And therefore, the Baal Shem Doiv, and especially Rabbi Nezal said that our derech is tefillah, 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 putting all the energy into tefillah, that that's as good as and sometimes better than fasting and, and yisurim for us, for us. There is a custom that many have. Some people fast one of the days of Shavu- of the week, one day a week of Shavuotim, some people fast half a day. Some people abstain at least from eating dovor menachai, eating anything that comes from a living. There's all kinds of different things. And, and Rav Nosenzal had an extra seder in Tehillim. He said Tehillim every day throughout the year. And during Shavuotim, certain special times, he would add additional chapters of Tehillim because of the holiness of this time. Rav Nosenzal shows how Tehillim is tikkun abris. The word Tehillim is bigimatria, the angel that's appointed over Pegamabris, these things. And, and some of these topics have to be discussed, are not discussed publicly. We don't broadcast them public, publicly. It's done more in, in a private way. Question in the chat. Seeing that Dhammida is precisely what allows a woman to have children, why is it treated as a punishment for which a woman has to do tshuva? It's not, the, it's not necessarily the woman has to do tshuva. It's not necessarily a punishment for her. It's a tikkun for the man, especially. We, we saw that the main tikkun is for the man. She is a, an integral part of that tikkun. She is the malchus. She is the shechina. The man is the one who has the, the major responsibility of accomplishing the tikkun. And again, the more we learn the more it's going to become clearer and clearer what each person's role is and how this is all forming a complete picture. And again, we, we wear shoes on our feet. People say shoes are such an important thing. The Gemara says sell everything you have and, and, and buy good shoes. So shoes are so important. Why not wear shoes on the head? Because shoes, the feet are the feet and the head is the head. The woman is referred to as the malchus, the feet, and therefore, there are certain things that are specifically related to her, and there are certain things that are specifically related to the man, and there are certain things in which both share. And, and Hashem and the Tzadikim are the ones who are qualified to give us all of these definitions. Yes. Can you tell us weird everything that talks about that mashal he said about the water and the mud in the water and when it boils? It's in Sikhoi Soran. I have to look carefully. Very often, the one that manages our, our website will, will be able to come up. In Mitzvah it'll be posted maybe in a minute or two here, or by tomorrow, very possible, be posted in the chat, Mitzvah The exact paragraph in Sikha Saran where that Moshe appears. Okay, thank you. Sure.